I want to go ahead and get straight into this word, but let's just pray real quick. Father, I just ask that you do what you want to do in this place today. Lord, remove me, God, from this stage, and you speak to your people. We submit to your will this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. So let's go ahead and jump straight on into this word. Today, I want you to look at Genesis 8 and 22. Genesis 8:22. I started in the NIV version. I always say the hood people call it Niv. Go to Niv. Uh, it says, as long as the earth endures, say endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer, winter, Day and night will never cease. I've heard that verse a lot, but God started downloading some things to me and I started seeing some different things in there. So then I want to read Psalms 27, 14, and then we'll talk about what we're talking about. It says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. So we have two verses right here and I want to put them together. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. When I was reading this verse, it made me think, y'all, we are all sitting in the waiting room. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm sitting in the waiting room. Today, I want to talk about the waiting room. I want to talk about the waiting room because there was a revelation that God gave me. He says, guess what? Everybody is always waiting. And the enemy doesn't want you to realize that. Why? Because he wants to rush you to your next. He wants you to rush to the next. But you don't understand. Even when you get to your next, you will still be waiting. As long as the earth endures, as long as the wind is still blowing, as long as there's trees out there, as long as you have breath in your body, you will forever be waiting. And what I start realizing is some of y'all waiting right now. Some of you can't wait to get back home to them collard greens. That's waiting. Some of you like, you know what, as soon as I leave here, I can't wait to go see Barbie. I can't wait to go see that movie. I'm waiting. And some of you are waiting to have a baby. While some of you are waiting to get rid of the baby that you already got. Can't wait for him to turn 18. He can get on out my house. Some of you are waiting to start a career. And some of you are waiting to retire. You see that? Somebody say, I'm always waiting. Don't get it twisted. Waiting never stops. So we might as well get comfortable in the waiting room. Get comfortable in the waiting room. So watch this. Since everyone is waiting at all times, I want you to watch this. It's not so important about you waiting. The real question is, how are you 
waiting. Look at your neighbor and say, how? How how are you waiting? You see, you show me how a person is waiting and I will show you their level of faith. Don't tell me about your faith. Show me. Don't tell me you got faith. I'm going to see it by how you choose to wait. And so today, I want to point out five different people who are waiting in the waiting room. Now, I'm going to I'm gonna let you know now, some of this is going to hurt. So if it hurt, just look forward. Because <laughs> this thing right here was cutting me up. You know, the, Bible, the Bible cuts you up first. So the first one I want to talk about is the ignorant waiter. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hosea 4, it says, my people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. He says, where there is the absence of knowledge, there will be destruction. Knowledge is going to keep me from being ensnared in the traps of the enemy. So when I lack knowledge, there will be destruction. So I started asking God, why? I said, why is this so important? He spoke to me. He says, well, guess what? He says, the power of life and death is where? It's in the power of your tongue. Well, if you lack knowledge, you don't know what to speak. And so the moment when you don't know what to speak, you can say the wrong thing in a right season and mess up the blessing. Y'all not hearing me up in here? When you don't know what to say, you can say the wrong thing because the power of life and death is in your tongue. And so sometimes God has to do what he did to Zechariah. Zechariah and Elizabeth was praying for a child for a long time and they got up in age. And we hear about this story when it comes to Jesus. But I want to talk about Zechariah and Elizabeth. You see, what happened was. Zachariah and Elizabeth praying, I want this child, I want this child, I want this child. And they were upright people. They were people of faith. They were people who were in right standing with God. See, sometimes you're not lacking because you're out of place. Sometimes you can still be a man of God, a woman of God, and still be waiting for something, and it looks like God hasn't answered it. But Zachariah and Elizabeth have been praying for a long time to have a child, and when Gabriel shows up, Zechariah, this upstanding, uprighteous man, he is hearing that God is answering the prayers, but his mouth is not aligning with the promise. So God is so loving, he forced him to shut up. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying this morning? Because you can say the wrong thing in a right season and mess up the promise. Because my people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. And that's the problem. Some of us don't know what to say in certain seasons. Now watch this second part to this thing. Oh, this right here, bless me. Because I started feeling bad for some people because some people just don't know. They just don't know. But watch this next part of Hosea 4 and 6. Because you have rejected knowledge. Stop. That means that knowledge was available to you. (laughs) And you rejected it. 
Have you ever been trying to help somebody, give somebody some help? And it's like, as you're trying to help them, you can see it's not registering. Matter of fact, they are making excuses why they are in the condition that they're in. And you get to the end of it like, why do I want you to be more free than you want to be free? Oh, I'm talking to the wrong church up in here. I, have you ever tried to help somebody and you like, do you really want to get out of this? Or are you just happy with this mess right here? Because you have rejected knowledge. I want you to watch this. Ignorance comes with pride. Because what that is saying is, you value your information so much that you are refusing the wisdom that is coming to, from somebody else. Woo! Are y'all hearing me in here? So pride is at work where there's ignorance. So when Pastor Evans said, it's due season, the ignorant waiter heard Pastor Evans say that, but used his own or used her own intellect to say, I heard that before. (laughs) That, That don't work for me. I don't believe in all that. You see, you're holding on to your understanding and you are refusing to receive what God is saying in this season. And we're all sitting in the waiting room, but the ignorant waiter says, I don't believe that. Y'all not hearing me. Watch this. Proverbs 10 and 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for the lack of judgment. Well, some, well, Proverbs be going hard. Don't tell nobody that. So somebody say the ignorant waiter. Don't, I'm not going to ask you if you're the ignorant waiter. Just keep looking straight. We're going to go to number two. Number two is the idle waiter. Ooh, help me Holy Spirit with this one. When, 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 I, when, I, was, when I was studying this, I said, Lord, give me an example of what an idle waiter looks like. He took me to the car. And so if your car is idling, that simply suggests that the car is on, but it's not going anywhere. (laughs) And see, I come to tell you that the enemy don't mind your car being on. He don't matter if you even have a nice car. You know what his job is? To keep you parked in that garage. His, his, his job is to make sure, oh, your car working? That's fine. I just want your car to be running while you stood and still. And that's what the enemy is doing. He has a lot of people with their car engines on, but you are standing still. And God says, he, I'm sending Pastor Polo this morning to tell you, you got to get that car and drive. Your car just idling. Now, I want you to watch this. When your car is idling, you just wasting gas. So I want you to watch this. It's still costing you to not move. Boy, I'm in the wrong church up in here. I said I'm in the wrong church. It's costing you while you not move. Do you realize you're still burning gas? Do you realize that your your tank is becoming empty? Do you realize that resources is leaving your life because you won't make a move? Woo! You won't even make a move. Let's see what the Bible says about this. First Timothy 5, 13. 
Besides, they get into the habit of being idle. Stop right there. Tells me that idleness can become habituous. That idleness can become a cycle. And that cycle will turn into a cyclone. Meaning that you will remain being idle, 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 and your world is going down. Idle, 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 and your income is going down. Idle and idle and idle. Your your emotions are going down. And you think while you are depressed, why you feel like you got this spirit of heaviness on you, because you're not moving. Oh, I know the devil don't want me to preach this today, but I'm going all the way today. Because somebody needs to get to moving today. So this has become their lifestyle. There are, they, it's a habit of doing nothing. Watch this. And going about from house to house. Stop. This means they can't even be consistent. <laughs> they go about from house to house. That means they can never be planted. Mm. They go from house to house. That means they can never be stable. They go from house to house. They can't be consistent. Mm. And watch this. And not only do they become idlers, but also busybodies. Oh, I know y'all just saw some people right there. Don't write nobody's name down. They become busybodies who talk what? Not. Oh, do y'all know some people like that? You see, when now you're going to be able to gauge yourself, engage others. You see people just bouncing all over the place, all over the place, all over the place. They're just idle, 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 busybodies, busybodies, busybodies. And then they talk in nonsense. Why? Because they have not been rooted in God. They're not stable. They're not consistent. They're not doing anything. And not only do they become idlers, but they become busybodies, but busybodies who talk nonsense, saying things that they ought not to. That simply suggests the car is running, but they're going nowhere. Their mouth is running, but they're going nowhere. Have you ever met somebody who can sell you a dream, but can't do nothing in reality? Second Thessalonians 3 and 11 says, For we hear that there are some which walk among you disorderly, working not at all, but are busybodies. Wait a minute. Not working, but you're busy. <laughs> okay. Lord Jesus. I want you to watch this. These people have potential... But they are not productive. They have potential. And I want, I, I, ooh, oh, this is for somebody. And see, this is the problem, is that you get so upset because you saw their potential. And when you got to them, you were expecting more, and they didn't produce it, and then you left upset. Because you met that man and he had the potential. You met that woman and she had potential. 
But she got upset because the potential never turned into power. And you done committed yourself to somebody in the season of potential. And God is looking at you saying, I know you're upset, but you got to wait it out because you done married somebody who had potential, but they didn't know, you didn't know that they wasn't going to be productive. Ooh, that's heavy, ain't it? Oh, Lord. Y'all all right? You see, that's how Jesus felt when he saw that tree full of leaves. He said, this tree is about to feed me. He walks up to it with expectation to eat from it and to get something from it. But watch this. When he went up there, he saw green leaves that it suggests that fruit's supposed to be there. How many people come to church with green leaves? How many people walk in with Bibles, green leaves? How many post all these encouraging posts talking about they pray, green leaves? But when I look at your work ethic, you don't have no type of faith. Faith without works is dead. You're not moving. Don't tell me you got faith. Show me your fruit. Show me that you have faith by your fruit that you bear. Woo! And that's the problem. So have you ever looked at somebody and just got mad? <laughs> you just looked at them. They so gifted. They're so talented. They got gifts out the wazoo. I mean, I'm talking about they're just beautiful. They're tall. And you mean to tell me you got all these assets and you ain't doing nothing with it? And you ever just look at somebody and say, boy, if I was that tall, I'd be in the NBA. <laughs> Man, if I was that beautiful, I'd be on somebody's, I'd be on somebody's billboard. I would be doing that. You know why? Because what it is, is their potential attracted you, but their lack of productivity actually repelled you. Oh, can I go there? See, some of y'all think people are rejecting you and they're not rejecting you. What it is, is that they are fed up with your inactivity and they are no longer inspired by you and you are draining them and they're, they're not rejecting you. They're just saying you're not doing anything with your life and you have become a drain to me. Idle waiters often feel like they're rejected, but they're really not rejected. It's that we are repelled by your inactivity. No longer inspired. I got to move. Woo, all right. Number three, the insecure waiter. See, waiting is hard for this person right here because they simply don't know who they are. And because they don't know who they are, they don't know whose they are. I'm talking about people in the waiting room. Insecure waiters, I, listen, listen, listen. Do you, God got to help me with this one. God got to help me with these people. Okay, this is just me being honest with you. Because these people are always needing a prophetic word all the time. They need it. They need for you to drop everything you're doing and tell them it's going to be all right. Every time you see them, you got to sing their praises. Every time. Did y'all heard what I said? Every time. I got to tell you, you good. Every time. I, I, I got to remind you who you are. 
Come on, somebody. Y'all know I'm talking about them. Them people, they are so insecure because they don't know who they are. And now they are relying on us to tell them who they are. When the fact is, I have to remind myself every day who I am. I ain't got time to tell you who you are every day. You better talk to yourself. David said you better encourage yourself in the Lord. Look at Isaiah 1 and 3. The ox knoweth his owner and the ass his master's crib. But watch this. But Israel doth not know my people does not consider. Look at the NLT version. It says, even an ox knows its owner. And a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel, my people, Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. My God. When you walk around insecure, you are literally acting as if God has never put his hand on you. Did you hear what I just said? When you walk around being insecure, you are acting like God did not form you in your mother's womb. God knows who you are. The question is, do you? Do you know who you are? Because even the ox, the creature knows its master. Do you know who your father is? I, I, I really am convinced that a lot of people have forgotten who they are. I, I don't know why this is coming to, to my head, but um, Lion King is just my, that's, that's my joint. That's my joint. How many like, like the Lion King? Y'all like the Lion King? Yeah. The, the thing that really got me the most was when Mufasa came out them clouds. And he looked at Simba. Remember who you are. Remember who you are. You are my son, the future king. Remember. It's so funny, right? But how many times in your waiting room have you forgot who you were? I, I, want, I want you to understand something. I want you to understand something. There are some unbelievers living your life. I'm about to show y'all something in the scripture real quick. Oh, I promise you, I'm walking up in here. There are some unbelievers living your life right now. They driving your car. They living in your house. I'm talking about they got your, they got your promotion because you don't know who you Oh, you are letting an unbeliever live your life because you refuse to show up to the party and say, I'm walking in kingdom authority and what you got belongs to me. Somebody say, prove it. Look at Ephesians 1 and 11. In him also we have received and a what? Say it again. There is an inheritance that we have received. The amp says a destiny. We were claimed by God as his very own. Having predestined, chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his will. Did y'all hear what that verse just said? In him, we have also, look at the word, received. Received. 
E-D. An inheritance. And your unbelieving people are living better than the believers. Are you crazy? We are in the waiting room. And we are insecure. When our doctor, our, our, our doctor is Jesus. When the person who owns the building is God. And he has already written a, a, a declaration to say it belongs to you. But the unbeliever has enough sense in himself to still go for it. And therefore he's possessing a land that was meant for you. Look at your neighbor and say today, the buck stops here. Oh, I, w- I want you to, I want you to get it. The thing you've been praying for, an unbeliever is possessing because they are showing up to the party. And it's us that's saying, will you pray for me? Please tell me. I don't know who I am. Please pray. The devil just beating me up. Are you crazy? Do you understand who you are? You belong to God. You are God's kid. You are God. You are God's chosen. And the unbeliever is living their best life. Ain't caring about you at all. I don't know about you, but I'm going for everything that God got for me. Oh, you better believe that. When you see me next year, you're going to see that boy went for everything that God got for him. Why? Because it's mine. Look at your neighbor and say, it's mine. This is what's different between those who are manifesting. And this is where those who have already realized it was already given to me. See, manifesting something, saying that I got to say it, I got to declare it. No, 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 no. I ain't got to do none of that. All I got to do is receive what God has already declared. Oh, my God. (sighs) Look at your neighbor and say, my name is on God's will. Oh, 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 oh. See, we talk about the will of God, but I want to give you a different perspective. See, he has a will for you, meaning he has a plan for you. But in that plan, in that will, it's also a will. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? He, he, he has a will. I want you to be, like, like Pastor James said, willing and obedient. I want you to be willing and obedient. I want you, I want you to live your life a certain type of way. I, I, I want you to move a certain type of way. I have a will, but I also have a will. And this will is a document that I have expressed my desires for you, that I want to leave to you, that I want to give to you, that I want you to possess. Are y'all hearing me? And I learned this in real estate school. It says that a will is made public. That means that God, God is, he, he has left a will that's on public record. Boy, I can't, well, y'all, y'all about to, I'm going to have church by myself today. You see, if it was a trust, a trust is private. Why didn't he create a trust to bless you? Because he don't want to be secret Santa to you. 
He said, what I'm trying to do for my children, I want that thing to be public. I want the world to look at them and see that they're mine. I want them to look at them and see they're blessed, highly favored, chosen of God, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper, that every tongue that rises against them shall be cast down and condemned. I want them to know that if I'm for them, who can be against them? I want them to know that I'll take the broken pieces and I'll cause all things to work together for the good. I want you to know who you are, boy. I want you to know you're my son. When the world rejects you, you got offer. You got a home to come to. I need you to know. Somebody shout to God in this place. Woo! Somebody say, I know who I am. My name's on the wheel. It belongs to me. Woo! Unbelievers are occupying our territory because you forgot that your name was on the wheel. Living in your house and God has already left you the deeds and he's left you the keys to the kingdom. Woo! He wanted everybody to know who they are. That's the insecure waiter. Now, the next one is the impatient waiter. The impatient waiter, they know who they are and they don't mind working. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the impatient waiter, oh, they're going to put their hands to work. They're not ignorant. They're not idle, and they are definitely not insecure. Time is their enemy. Y'all, they know that they have an inheritance, but they want their inheritance now. Reminds me of the prodigal son. Prodigal son goes to the father and says, Father, give unto me the portion of goods. That belongs to me. We just talked about the inheritance, right? Watch this. He says, I want the inheritance while you're still living. The disrespect that comes out of the mouth of the son. The ignorance that comes out of his mouth. He's saying, give unto me my portion as if you were already dead. Are y'all hearing me? I want, I want to show those who are impatient, those, those people who have, uh, they are an impatient waiter. I want you to see the pride and the arrogance that's there to, for you to think that you know the best timing over God is crazy. It, it, it's, it's like me going to my mom saying, I'm ready to eat now when the chicken is half done. And I'm getting mad at her because she won't pull it out of the grease. Not understanding that if she fed it to me right now, it'll be a bad night. <laughs> Y'all not hearing me. See, these people, they know that their name is on the wheel and that they're supposed to have the inheritance. But watch this. These people want the promise without the process. They want the promise without the process. God, don't send me through no process, but I do want the promise. And I'm telling you right now, watch this. Those people don't realize that they'll forever be in the waiting room. So they're rushing to the next 
I can't wait to be used of God. But they don't know when they get there to be used of God, they're going to need more God because of all the attacks that's going to hit their life. They don't understand. They'll always be waiting for something. They're waiting to be used and then they're going to be waiting to go on vacation because they're going to be so tired and drained. You can't wait to open the business, but you don't know what's going to happen when the business open. You don't know all the work that's going to come behind it. And so what God is doing right now, he's sending you through a process, a process, a process. What he's saying is, can you just wait on me? Hmm. Can you wait on me? I, I, I know the best time for you. Some of you are single right now because God has you in a process. But you want the chicken half done. And sometimes you pull it out the grease and then you get sick of the relationship and realize in the. <sighs> can I tell y'all some of my life too? I have been this person so I can talk to y'all. I promise to God I can say something about this one. You want the promise without the process. But you don't realize it's not good for you. I had to remind myself. Y'all, can I be honest? Can I be really honest? I had to remind myself. Polo, I would see Mike Todd doing what he did. And I would see Stephen Furtick doing what they did. And I knew God had called me to do X, Y, and Z. And let me tell you something. Seven years ago, God sent me the word of truth. And I knew that I was supposed to sit under Pastor Evan. And I, God showed me. He told me. He told me. But the devil was trying to get me to get antsy. Can I be honest with you? So my fourth year, I, I called Pastor Eben because we had a four-year contract. And I said, I'll be here four years. I called Pastor Eben. The Holy Spirit said, you ain't going nowhere. I said, yes, sir. I called Pastor Eben. I said, Pastor Eben? He said, yeah. I said, Holy Spirit said, I can't go nowhere. He said, I know that's God because he told me the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you all something. I found joy and serving under my leader. Watch this. The enemy would send people my way to get me out of the process. The devil lied. I will get my next level when my leader tells me what it is. Until then, I'm patient. I'm good. See, some of y'all right now, the devil's trying to get you out the house. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's good things that looks, it looks good out the house. But the joy, watch this. The money came from in the house. And the son took the, the resources from what was in the house, went outside of the house, lost everything he had. But when he got back home, I found it strange there was still resources in the house. It lets me understand that the blessing is in the house. Look at your neighbor and say the blessing's in the house. See, now prophetically, I know I'm speaking to somebody right now because the enemy's trying to get you to leave the blessed house. But I am coming in the name of Jesus to tell you, you better sit still and allow God to do what he's going to do. I know that time looks like it's ticking, ticking, ticking. But God is still working, 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 working. And there's a process to the promise. Woo. I want you to watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Proverbs 20, 21. An inheritance gained hurriedly 
at the beginning will not be blessed in the end. Y'all, I'm knocking at 40 right now. I'm 39 and a half. Not quite old like some people. Not quite young like some people. I feel like I'm right there in that middle. And I've come too far to be guessing. See, some of y'all may feel like, you know what? I'm young. I can do what I want to do. I'm trying to, I'm trying to help you. I, I can't make another move without God. And some of us can't even afford to make one more move if God's not in it. I'm not trying to be ageist or anything like that, but I'm telling you, some of you are just too old to be making some busybody moves. You need to be planted. <laughs> I ain't got time. Listen, I'm 39 and I'm standing there. Some of y'all are a little bit old. I'm telling you, you ain't got time to be out here just rushing roulette. No, no, no. You ain't got time out here gambling with your life, gambling with your future. I need a word from God. And if God, if you said it, woo! I'll believe you. I'll stand on your word if you said it. And if you ain't saying nothing, I'm sitting right here. I will not be moved. Because watch this. Because if you perceive weight, W-A-I-T, as punishment, then the weight, W-A-I-T, will become a W-E-I-G-H-T. You see, if you look at the clock too long, the clock will become a dumbbell. You see? And the enemy's banking on you, relying on the clock. My God doesn't operate in time. He stands on the outside of time. And therefore, when he gave you a word a long time ago, he already answered everything that you needed. But the weight is becoming a weight only because you are rushing the process. Hebrews 6 and 12, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherited the promises. That's why I follow Pastor Evan, just in case if y'all want to know. He always talks about being a late bloomer. Well, I feel like I'm a late bloomer. But he has inherited something by being a late bloomer. And therefore, if God did it for him. Okay. Number five, and I got to close, the intentional waiter. See, the intentional waiter, and we're closing right here, they work in the wait. Meaning that they have done the work. They have planted the seeds. They have prepared the ground. They have planted the crops. And now they are waiting for their harvest. You see, the, the, the idle person or the ignorant person is confused in the waiting room. The idle person is a busybody in the waiting room. The insecure person is anxious and almost like a people pleaser. Almost like they're just so insecure. They just need all this encouragement, all this encouragement in the waiting room. The impatient person Hurry up. Hurry up. But the intentional waiter.
resting in the waiting room. They don't even know the results yet, but they're resting. They're not concerned. They're resting. And see, some people think that you don't go through anything. It's not that. It's that you're intentionally waiting. You've already planted the crops and you're saying, God, I can't send the rain, but I know when it does, a harvest is coming. I want you to stand on your feet. I got to end right here. Because the Holy Spirit told me that the services were going to be different. And that's why I told you I wanted you to write down whatever it is that you wanted to write down that you felt that God was saying to you. But I want you to realize this. At some point, we've all been ignorant in our waiting. And some of you today may feel like that's me. And some of you may be idle right now. That's why it's hard for you to get started. You're always analyzing things. Therefore, you're always paralyzing things. You know what you're supposed to do, but you just, you just don't do it. And you do everything else but what you're supposed to do. And then there are some people who are just insecure. And matter of fact, you're insecure because you didn't have a father or a mother or you didn't have a support system in your life. Maybe, maybe you never had somebody to really tell you who you were and to really have your back. And you've always had to stand alone. I can even see your face right now. I've always had to do it by myself. And so you're insecure because you are relying on you. And inside you know, I don't have enough to fix it. I don't have enough to sustain this. God is talking to you this morning. Lastly, next to last is the impatient waiter. Some of you know what God is supposed to do in your life, what he's going to move in your life. You know that it's going to happen. But time is your enemy. Whichever one you are, I need for you to leave this place this morning and to let the enemy know I will today and forever be an intentional waiter. So I just, I want to pray a prayer over you real quick. And I'm going to let you have your seat. But Father, I just thank you for every heart that's in this room. I thank you, God, that you sent them here to learn that they are in the waiting room. And that, Father, that you are working everything out for their good. That, God, you are sending revelation and knowledge to them. That, Father, you're going to give them plans and ideas for them to work through. That, Father, you're going to remind them that they belong to you. And that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. I thank you, God, you're going to remind them that you stand on the outside of time. And that, God, time is not no longer their enemy. Matter of fact, time is their friend. Because, God, you're developing them. That, God, you're sending them through a process. And that process, God, is that they will succeed in the end. I thank you that you're going to make everything right with them. That you're going to make the crooked places straight. I pray right now that we all get to a place of waiting intentionally. That God, we know that you're going to move. We know that you're going to come through. That eyes have not seen. That ears have not heard. Neither into the hearts of man. The things that God has in store. And so right now we seal this message with a praise and a shout unto you. Somebody give it up to him.